This is episode 112 of the Auto What Podcast. I'm Amon Bashir. With me is Keegan On and Rob Attrell. And our guest this week is Calvin McCormick. Hey. How's, how's it going? Very well. Thank you. Good. Well, thanks for coming on the show, first of all. Uh, second of all, you'll see in front of us that we have some beer. Uh, yes. Beer that I'm just going to point out right now, Keegan picked out. Uh, so uh, <laughs> that's going to be, be important later. It's going to be very important later. Uh, Rob, what are we drinking? This is another beer from the Collective Arts Brewing Company. They, they're a project that works with, uh, I guess they combine artists and beer and they commission artwork. We, we talked about this last time. I didn't actually re- look it up. We but, did, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, <clears throat> they work with local artists or Canadian artists and uh, commission works to go with different beers. And so this one is... Uh, for their cans and... Yeah, for the yeah. cans and bottles. Exactly. And uh, so this one is a sour pumpkin flavored uh, seasonal... And uh, I'm very, I'm very intrigued because it's called, it's got sour in the name. Sure. Now, Keegan, you already tried it. What do you think? Uh, I don't, I uh, do not like it. That's it. You don't want to give any details? <sighs> no. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, no, that's it. I don't I, like it. I suppose they do say it's sour, so I can't fault them for right. that. It yeah. just kind of mm. tastes like sourdough. Yeah. It does. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. I, I don't get all, oh, I get a bit of the pumpkin in the aftertaste, I guess. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, you're, yeah, not not very pumpkiny. You're right. No, that's it, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sour hits you for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you need to be in a mood for a sour saison. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah, say, yeah. I can't see, I can't envision uh, a situation where I would want to drink something like this. You, you know, know? like that's. I think it'd be good with a salad or something. Oh, you know what I mean? Like it could a, be, yeah. something like a food to contrast. Okay, the, I see. You know, I, that's my he, problem is I can't envision myself eating, eating a salad. salad. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. <laughs> 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 that's good though uh what do you think calvin it's interesting i like it yeah i like that it's different i don't think i could i don't think i could drink like two of them not even two <laughs> it's funny because yeah, yeah, yeah. most times we're talking about we won't binge drink uh, you know just this type of beer we right. drink 10 of them but you're saying two you yeah do two. no <laughs> two good. one i think one is the limit yeah, okay I get <laughs> yeah, it. I get yeah. It. That's yeah. Right. but it's a very interesting flavor yeah like i was saying i think it would be good with like a good meal if you paired it well absolutely yeah. oh yeah. yeah but uh different Calvin, very sponsor friendly. Yeah, that's yeah, not bad. Yeah, have you on good. the show more? <laughs> yeah, today <laughs> balance balance king and out. And you can uh, pick up this uh, local beer yeah. from uh, <laughs> probably a local LCBO. Uh, Rob, what do you think? I'm very intrigued. That's a good word. Basically, <laughs> the only time I drink beer now, it's not that I don't like it, but the only time I drink it is on this show. And I, so it's been a while. It's been like three weeks since we recorded, and the sure. last one we did was in the morning so we had food instead that's right so mm. it's been like a month since i had any beer and this one strikes i don't know if, does it strike you as strong because I, I feel like it's a sour flavor but it's also a pretty strong unique flavor and i don't know if that's just because i haven't had beer in a while or no i, I guess it does seem a bit stronger mm. than others what's yeah. the percentage of this one this one's only it's only five percent but it is described as a strong beer hmm. so okay yeah not necessarily alcohol strong but like i, I find the flavor like it really hits you not just oh, with the I, sourness yeah, but yeah, the yeah, actual yeah. that makes sense flavor of the beer but I, it's good i mean i have no problem with this beer or so we're the only reason you drink is what you're saying i no, i i look forward to this i look forward to this this is my yes. one excuse to to get out there and drink so one you want small it? glass every couple yeah. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Should we record more episodes? What are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> Marathon. You guys are going to start showing up and like bringing out the stuff and like, yeah, it's recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> That's good. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, I guess we'll be uh, we'll drinking that throughout these throughout this episode. Uh, yeah. That was weird. Um, the season. <laughs> what were you going to say? No, 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 it doesn't make sense. Uh, Calvin, let's uh, let's hear a bit about you now. Uh, so. 
what we like to do is we get to like to know your background first. So where are you from and how did you get to where you are? All right. So I was, uh, I was, I was originally born in Calgary. Uh, but like my parents moved to Ontario when I was, I think like nine months old, something like that. So it's pretty, I don't remember any of it, but I grew up in Southern Ontario. Um, mostly in a town, St. Catharines. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, the city of St. Catharines. Um, and moved to Ottawa seven years ago, I think something like that. I don't know. I, my wife will kill me. <laughs> it's fine. In the number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I moved to Ottawa. My uh, my wife, who I met uh, in high school in St. Catharines, she was going to Carlton here. Um, we kind of kept our relationship going, just yeah. like as friends. And then it, I decided I needed to change in my life, so I moved to Ottawa. And then we kept things going, and now we're married. And uh, it's been great. She's just finishing up at Ottawa U. She's got a consulting gig, which is really nice. Uh, yeah, she's nice. doing really well. Um, lots of schmoozing and stuff like that. She tried dra- dra- tries to drag me out to all the events. Like you should meet all these people. You know, <laughs> how, how are you at schmoozing? <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm okay at schmoozing at people in my industry. Uh, I see, with sure, people like yeah. what I do, but at the second that there's like, oh well, it kind of crossovers into this. I'm like, ah, nah, no, it does not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I've lived in Ottawa for like seven years. Like I said, and. uh when I first moved, I've always really been into music. Uh, grew up with a really passionate parents uh, as far as music and just, I think, arts in general. My parents were pretty supportive. They weren't necessarily the type to be like, come and pat me on the shoulder every time I did something new or creative. Mm-hmm. But they were always very, oh, yeah, they, hey, you're doing something good. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it wasn't like a, a super push. They're not necessarily musicians or artists, but they're, they're very passionate about it. Music being the big one. Like I remember from... As as young as I can remember, my dad playing me records, his favorite albums, telling me why he liked that artist, why he liked this song, why very much driving that into my brain. So I started playing bass when I was like twelve or thirteen, okay. and then slowly picked up you know acoustic guitar in high school. Um, was like, uh, and then I had a drama teacher who was kind of like, hey, you can you can sing, you have a voice, like you should really explore that more. So she pushed me to start singing. And then I was just doing like mostly like folk, kind of like quiet, acoustic kind of stuff, you know. And then I moved to Ottawa and met uh, a good pal of mine, uh, Will Thorne Morris. Uh, he he's now in Toronto, just going to school. But uh, he, him, and I got together and kind of started playing more heavier music. I started playing electric guitar. I didn't even have electric guitar. Sure. I borrowed his, <laughs> you know. And uh, it was mostly I think they were looking for a singer and a band, a project or something. So we met that way, and it was with other musicians that we didn't necessarily jive with. They went their separate way, but Will and I got together, and we got really, really passionate just about music production in general. He ended up taking the uh, MIA program at um, Algonquin, which is the Music Industry Arts Program. Oh, I see. Yes, yeah. So okay. uh, I didn't go take the program, but I would go a lot of the days and oh, hang out. Oh, nice. And, uh, <laughs> was, yeah, I just would hang out in the back. They're very cool professors. There, everybody was really cool. Even the program's still going on today. It's still really, really successful. Sure. Um, and so Will and I started playing heavy music. He really inspired me to like get into the more of the production side. Like, I was before I moved to Ottawa. Like, I, I didn't really know anything about audio side. Like, whether it be you know how to mic something up using a microphone, or even just like a guitar amp, what to plug into, like right. the difference between this guitar amp or that guitar amp. I had no idea. It was really Will and the music community here in Ottawa that kind of embraced uh, me. And I started meeting these people and uh, 
yeah, we started uh, doing our own our own thing, a band called Big Moan, which is still around, not with Will in it, but we have different uh, incarnation, and we still play around. And uh, that band kind of really pushed me into the whole tone chasing thing, which is a big thing a lot of musicians get into, right? And sure. uh, it's a balance of uh, you know being able to perform really well and also like have the good good sound and you know the sound that you're trying to go for, right? Okay, uh, and they can influence each other a lot of the time too, right? Like if if you um, a musician says used to a very particular sound all the time, but you have to, you're forced to play on a certain piece of equipment at a certain show and it's not where you're used to. It could throw off your performance, right? Sure. Just like anything else. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So, uh, that got me, or I really started, sorry, I really started getting into that side of the aspect of before, after playing a bunch of shows, might have played like 50 or 60 shows, just being completely oblivious, plugging into whatever amplifier, sure, yeah. using almost any guitar, any effects pedals, anything. Like I didn't think about it, but right. then people started being, hey, you should think about this stuff or show this stuff. And then I met uh, a really good friend of mine, this guy, Dave. Um, and he is kind of a little bit of a, a, a legend. Oh. He's like a local legend. Okay. He's like the guru of like, of tone. Sure. Uh, he, he's, he, he knows <laughs> the guru of tone. Yeah. Like he knows more about music equipment, vintage music equipment, I should say specifically. Sure. Uh, than most anybody I've ever met. And, uh, he's just got that brain where he can fix anything right mm-hmm. the amount of times that i've been with him and he's picked up a piece of gear from somebody a broken piece of gear from a local music store or something where their tech couldn't even fix it scratching their head i've been looking at this thing for three years i don't even know and dave fixes it in two hours uh-huh. is that right oh, oh yeah wow. yeah it's okay. a real he's what he does he's, it's insane yeah. the amp whisperer <laughs> yeah no really he really is the gear whisperer everything he's the only person that i know of in this whole area that works on tape machines like tape delays Oh, is that right? That goes, yeah. Oh, wow. And they're they're really coming back into fashion now. They're really popular, kind of commanding higher prices and stuff. They used to, used to be able to find them in pawn shops for like fifty bucks. People didn't want them. Half sure. of them didn't work because right. they're hard to maintain. But I guess. now they go for easily a thousand dollars if they're maintained. Wow. Is that right? Yeah. And he's just always been passionate about this stuff. He never got into it because he wanted to make money, of course, or because he was like, "This is trendy. This is hip. This is cool." It just happens to be now. He just always loved it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm fortunate. Was very fortunate enough to meet him, befriend him, him and I have a lot of the same kind of uh, uh, morals, I guess. I, just, I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, <laughs> but I have. we very much look at the same thing. We like, we, we like uh, recycling when we can. So if we find like an old organ on the side of the road, we try to take the parts from it that we could reuse again, uh, you know, going to recycling. Um, they have like centers around town where they have like re- like electronic recycling yes. kind yeah, of depots. Okay, yeah. And sometimes yeah. they let you go through and pick out the stuff and before oh, they neat. just send it off to a third world country for, for scrap. Sure. Is that right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. So we try to do what we can to eliminate uh, that kind of, it's a little bit minor what we do as far as eliminating waste, but we like to think it helps. And he said repurposing old stuff, knowing how to repurpose it. Um, And just for the majority of of tube amp knowledge, the majority of people, tube amp knowledge is not accessible unless you just really care. Sure. um, And and that's your specialty, tube amps? Yeah, tube amps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vintage, vintage designs and things like that. Because like, uh, yeah, it's just an art that's not as pursued as sure. I wish it, as I think it should be. Okay. I mean, maybe now more today than maybe even 10 years ago. Yeah. Because like when I went, I sat down with the director of the engineering program at Algonquin and was like, this is what I want to work on. He kind of laughed at me. Sure. And was like, we don't teach you how to work on tubes. <laughs> <laughs> like, go, go, go to the library, kid. Like I that's guess, what he said. Yeah. So that uh, right? that's, that was like right around the time I met Dave. Right. And right around the time where I started getting really into like, I want to do this. So that was probably like three or four years ago now. Right. So I um, started as a hobby, just poking around, making pedals for myself, just like effects pedals. So that would be like uh for somebody who doesn't know, it's just like, so if you plug a guitar right into an amp, it's got one sound, right? But if you can plug this box in between, right. um, 
and turning there's a switch on it turning it on can change the effect of the guitar whether it be distortion going from like a clean sound to a dirty sound or a, yeah. or a phaser or a flanger or a tremolo which is like you know varying the uh, the volume up and down there's all sorts of different effects and it gets very in depth right mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, I just started making this kind of these things for myself and experimenting and trying for the first maybe like year and a half and then like by the second year people started being like hey I've got broken gear I think you can fix it for me so all my friends having that was the other big push to get into it was like I'd go over to jam spaces or go over to friends houses and you'd see just piles of broken equipment and huh. th- I think we live in such a throwaway society now that's pretty common for most people just to like oh my amp's broken I just yeah. buy another yeah. one and get yeah. another one right you know and it's a black box to most people they wouldn't even they wouldn't even know how to open it up to look at it yeah, and they wouldn't sure. know if right. they did open yeah. it what it was yeah. where to start sure. yeah. so that was a big push for me was just like help out my fellow musicians yeah uh, okay. because you don't make a lot of money being a musician as most people know especially nowadays so right. it can be tough to afford that equipment and as I was mentioning earlier having good equipment can really affect the way you perform of course um, and that's the other aspect of my job that I really enjoy is helping people achieve the sound that they're going for so an artist come to me whether they're established or not and they're like I want this sound yep. example from maybe an old recording or something mm-hmm. or it's just there an idea in their head like I even had people come to me and say oh we were, it's a song that it's about you know, this, and I want it to sound like this, like I want it to sound purple or something, you know, just, <laughs> you know, like those are the challenges that I really enjoy. Yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah. So creating sound and helping people get the sound they want is, uh, it was a big part of, of why I got into doing what I, what I do, which is, I think where a lot of people, uh, a lot of people get really, uh, hesitant to, to tread that, yeah. that territory. Cause it can get, you know, when you're dealing with people individually, you know, it gets pretty, pretty hairy. I can imagine. Sure. Yeah. Versus like you just create something, produce a hundred of them, go around to a store, try to sell them. Right. You know, which is not what I do. I do very much custom stuff. Like I'll do like one-off pedals for people, one-off amps for people. Um, Cause that's the way I prefer to work. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Now at a, so at a certain point, you know, the hobby turned into, you know, something for you. It started with something for you and then it became something, you know, to help your friends and gradually more and more of the music community. And then it turned into a business. Mm-hmm. At what point did, did you take that leap? Um, I want to. I think it was about two and a half years ago. I was just working like part time retail job. I was working at the wine rack, and uh, we're in the big corporate machine. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was yeah. I, I it was tough working sales, right? And uh, I'm a very very uh, hands on type of person. I like talking to people. I love being so I enjoyed that part of the of the work. Yeah. But it just got to a point where I couldn't do it anymore. And I have a very supportive wife who kind of said, "Look, if you don't." If you don't uh, focus more of your effort towards your business, what you want to create, then it's just going to take longer to do. So you could continue to work part time, you know, twenty hours a week at some crappy job that drains you, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, and it'll take you maybe five years to get where you want to go, or you mm. can just quit your job, go all in, go all in, and yeah. maybe get there in half the time. Okay. So, um, and I'd like to think. I mean. Can I say that I'm like making money at the end of the day? Like maybe not a lot of money, maybe like just enough to like pay off the extra tools that I had to buy this year and all that stuff. I'm just kind of just getting to the point where I can say like, yeah, yeah, I I can make money selling this. (laughs) Which is what you'd expect with a new business. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I I was expecting, very well expecting it to take at least five, seven years um, before I can every project make money. Um, so So to answer your question, I guess is, Two and a half years ago, unofficially, but really, it's every day is is, is still working <laughs> yeah, for that. Sure, goal. I guess so. Hey, but I mean, like you know, 
but it has been sort of official for a while. Yeah, it's called what, true, uh, yeah. McCormick Analog. McCormick correct? Analog, correct? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you 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 have something, and yeah. you know, you said it was out of your. Uh, yeah, it's just out of my apartment right which, now, which is great. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lower overhead. It's kind of a. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of an inner uh, intermediate space. I'm kind of looking for something else right now, but I'm I'm also looking for the right space uh, as a thing. Is that I, I don't want to just kind of go into another spot where I might be intrusive or, or taking up, um, other people's space. Cause it is, it is the type of, it is a very, uh, it can be an intrusive thing. Um, volume, right. Mm. When you're fixing or, or cause it's not just creating amps, but also fixing amps that I do and, and broken stuff is, it can be noisy, right? Yes, of course. And like a hundred watt tube amp <laughs> that's acting funny. It can get really like the squeals and sure. like, I wear earplugs a lot of the time when I'm testing sure. stuff. Cause you yeah. never know what can mm. go wrong. Smart right? move, yeah. Um, so I want, I don't want to just like rent a room from somebody that isn't going to be cool with it. You know, cause yeah, I tried yeah, that for a little while and it just didn't necessarily work out. Um, and that I have a friend uh, who's a local parts supplier. He's getting into supplying the parts for a lot of the things that I do. It just so happens that like a, the hardware, metal corners, and the, the handles, and the actual speakers for the speaker cabs, the um, the transformers, which are an integral part of the amplifier. Um, he's getting into selling these things, and he's a local Ottawa guy, so yeah. he's working hmm. at his house. He's slowly looking at getting a warehouse space, and we might. Uh, Combine, yeah, with each other. Yeah. So, because I already get most of my parts from him anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Well, that, that's uh, that's actually something interesting to talk about uh, in terms of sort of other players in in the community with which you're involved. And I want to get to that stuff, but first, let's jump to a segment. Keegan, what is Classic Ottawa? Classic Ottawa is our news segment where we talk about uh, things that are happening in the city this week yes. uh, you seem super excited I'm about it straight on mic here yeah I, I, there's some pretty good ones this week uh you still seem so excited yeah. what's uh, happening i'm trying to think of which one you guys told me to do last do you remember or the sour beers getting him yeah the sour beers uh, for sure. and with uh, geology oh yes oh geology <laughs> okay uh the inaugural online eqao literacy test had its servers shut down last week, according to the Ministry of Education. The system was allegedly overloaded by students, including too many nonsense words in their essays, such as dabbing, munging, and I can't even. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, The city has finished training its fleet of snowplow drivers for the upcoming winter. The intense 10-day program included courses like driving slow in the Queensway, how much salt is too much, and leaving tons of snow at the end of driveways. <laughs> Very important. It's good to know they teach the essentials. Yeah, yeah that's it, eh? Uh, a two-year study found that black and Middle Eastern drivers in Ottawa are much more likely to be pulled over by police, yet it denies that the findings are evidence of racial profiling. Ottawa police do not engage in profiling. The report concludes... They're just crazy racist. <laughs> That's kind of an insane report. We were talking yeah. about that yeah. earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that they uh, they said uh, black and Middle Eastern drivers are something like thirteen percent more likely to be stopped by police, but at the same time, they said it doesn't prove it's not profiling. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> <laughs> this makes sense. I don't know. Have you been pulled over, Calvin? 
No, mm-hmm. no, I've been Ever? pulled over. I've been pulled over while in a vehicle yeah. with a fairly large quantity of marijuana on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, great. yeah. In my younger days. Oh my okay. gosh. <laughs> yeah. Was that, how, uh, how did that go? Intense? Uh, it was palm sweatings. Yeah. Yeah. The situation, but no, I totally uh, played it cool, mm-hmm. respected him. Yep. And I didn't get searched. It was good. Oh, Let nice. me go. That's yeah, but he got, uh, got the finger wagging. You're going too fast, son. That's it. And we got on and I was, yeah. Uh, yeah, and we went to go smoke all that weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got pulled over two summers ago in uh, the states by like a state trooper uh, for going a little bit too fast. Which and, state? Uh, New York State. Okay, and uh, you would have thought I like killed the guy. They were, like super <laughs> intense about it, and they had like the guy came up to the driver's side where I was driving, and he made me roll down my window, and we talked for a minute, and then uh, my wife was in the passenger seat, uh, seat, and she jumped because his partner had like snuck up on the other side of the car (laughs) super intense that is intense that's crazy and then i had uh it came like with the exchange rate it came to like five hundred dollars the ticket it's brutal how fast were you going again uh i well i think i got miles and kilometers mixed up oh that would do it i think i was going 40 (laughs) over maybe Uh, yeah but the problem is i was uh, or the reason i wasn't trying to speed i just wasn't paying attention which I tried to argue. Is that I was better? Like, or is uh, yeah, that I'm not driving recklessly. I'm just grossly I'm just, negligent. Yeah, I'm just dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he did not like that. Uh, Anyways, uh, I'm just finally. grossly negligent. Uh. Uh, Canada Center for Geography and Exploration will soon be moving into the former Canada and the World Pavilion. The decision has been denounced by organizations such as the Royal Canadian Geology Society, who argue that geography is a coward's discipline and that the space could be better used to house a museum of substance like one dedicated to geology. <laughs> now, there's a reason why we asked you to do this last. Oh, yes. Uh, and, and why is that? Uh, well, because while researching uh, these uh, stories today, I uh, discovered that geography and geology are different things. That I did not know. <laughs> yeah. or I always thought they were, like, I don't know what the word is for something that's a synonym but also very closely related hmm. to that thing. Can't think of an example. My right. example was geography yeah, and geology. <laughs> right. But I think they are still... But so we want you to explain what they are. Okay. Yeah. So what... from my two minutes of yeah. Wikipedia today, Great. one is the study of the actual land itself and the shape of the lands. Sure. And the other Ish. is something slightly different but equally boring. <laughs> but you don't know which is which no no no, no. <laughs> uh one is the study of rocks being mm-hmm. uh geology oh, that geology which is a very different thing but wait, okay if you go on wikipedia it makes it sound like it's very similar i mean it's both about like the earth but like geography is maps right right yeah. but i think geology is also like like maps as in rock formations and and how the land is is laid out well yeah because that's like mm-hmm. related to the study of rocks mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. geography is like how it looks from above and geology is what is there what is like there the the composition mm-hmm. seems like um you should take a pointless. course on both and you will see how different yeah. they are <laughs> they have a crash yeah. course like they have a weekend where they can yeah, yeah, yeah. offer friday the geography and then saturday the geology and then yeah. that's it sunday's the the test i mean yeah. should. That'd be we good. should do that i think we will maybe this weekend if it wasn't halloween maybe next weekend yeah, rob and i will each teach a different subject well we yeah. both took geology i guess yeah. but uh, i took or, like three uh, geology classes I, oh i took one that's it well, god too many Calvin, can you tell? Can I circle back to something you were talking about yeah. tone earlier? Yeah, and uh, could you give us like a crash course on 
tone and and like what it is or what you look for in in different sounds well um a lot of it is very much subjective especially Mm. like um the advancements of audio technology over the last like 30 or 40 years has been so intense um that you can you can achieve pretty much any type of sound um but now like what sound is popular in different eras right Mm. like you like a good example is uh in the 80s they started using tons of reverb on everything right right and lots of uh they would spend hours and hours just making one sound like a a single snare sound sound good Mm. right and then, then what they would do is they would take that sound that sounded really good and and just like copy and paste so every snare was just a very mechanical or or they started right. using drum machines which just kind of have a very fake kind of sound so mm-hmm. that influences a lot of what the individual wants so somebody growing up uh like i did in the in the 90s and early 2000s you might be more into kind of like distorted music but not uh not like early punk more like Green Day and like Blink okay. Wing to that kind of like it's like rough around the edges, but it's not necessarily clean. Right. Um, right. So like that type of distortion would be different than somebody who like grew up listening to Led Zeppelin. Right. Wants yes, like well, that so. type of distortion, which mm-hmm. is like so just knowing the difference between those two and like what amplifier would achieve that sound or what pedal would achieve that sound or what guitar would achieve that sound because it mm-hmm. is very much a recipe of all those things. Yeah. And any variable change you know, creates totally different sound. So a lot of it is just experience. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, uh, so much of it, like I said, it's so, it's so subjective. Um, the amount of times, because I do live sound as well at a venue live on Elgin here in town. Oh, cool. And, um, yeah. And, uh, the amount of times you see a band where I'm like, Oh wow. Like I just think to myself like that, that is an awful tone. Like that just doesn't, <laughs> doesn't mix with the band. Oh, uh, it see. sticks out. It, yeah. it, it just doesn't, it's not complimentary to the other guitar player or the drummer hmm. or the bass player or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and whether or not they hear it or not is another thing. Like they right. could hear that it's that and they just know that's what I like, or they're just oblivious. Mm-hmm. They bump the knobs and right. the trouble went from zero to 10 and they don't, they don't notice. They just play and they, sure. they don't, they don't notice, you know, and it's not necessarily like a, they don't care. It's just, they're not in it. They don't mm-hmm. understand it. Yeah. So, like it tone is such a is such an important thing to musicians in general and like yeah what i was just saying about in the mix i think is the most important thing um when there's two guitar players specifically if you both have like the same amp same guitar and you both have the same like you're gonna have a hard time hearing each other right because you're both in the same thing so you want to have a contrast i see and you want to have a different um pocket to sit in so all sound is frequency right so we have like low frequencies zero to you know, whatever four or 500 Hertz is considered low end. And then you have the mid range of, of like, you know, 500 to like, you know, 2k or 3k and mid range. And then you have, the, or however you want to break it down, right. there's different ranges of, of sound. Generally, uh, you want the bass to sit the lower ranges. You want the guitars to sit somewhere in the middles with the vocal. And then you want the, the guitars and the cymbals and some of the drum sounds to kind of sit on top. So mm. there's like layers, right. Of the sound is the way that I like to look at it. Yeah. That's and interesting. Yeah, so that that's just the finding your spot in the in the mix. Yeah. So, you know, when when you're doing something like being uh or what do you call yourself the, the sound technician, I guess, uh, yeah, at, yeah. at Live and Elegant? Yeah. Uh what do you look for? What do you try to do to help these bands? 
Um, exactly what I was just saying is try to oh. find try to find a good balance of, of where they're going to sit. So you're the one managing. Oh, I guess I guess you can, eh? To to some extent. Now, see, that's the big thing is uh, with rock and roll or or, or just most uh, amplified uh, music. Yeah. Uh, if they have an amplifier that they're using on stage, a lot of the time the artists will just turn the amplifier up to a point where they can hear themselves right. without any reinforcement of right. the PA system. Sure. Um, and a lot of the times that's enough sound to fill the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still mic up their amp yep. just in case there yeah. isn't enough and yeah. you want to put it in. Uh-huh. Um, but most of the time their guitar amp is loud enough to, you don't even need to put any in this, in the speakers. Right. So it's right. You're just turning up the vocals, maybe the keyboards, if they don't have that plugged into an amp to match the sound of those. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll try to sculpt the frequency of that particular vocalist to match that guitar. Amp. I see. Or okay. bass or, uh, another good example would be like, uh, so not when I'm doing sound, but I, I play in a band uh, with uh, you interviewed him, uh, Stefan. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I play in Onion uh, Face with Stefan. You're, you're a witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. I don't even try to say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, he uh, he plays a really funky tuning. So sure. most guitars are standard tune, but he tunes to drop uh, or sorry, open E. So it's dropped down like four steps. So instead of it being uh, his bottom string being an E, it's a B. So it's like, boo, <laughs> like it's really low okay. and it's getting into bass frequencies. Yeah, yeah. So when I first started, when I first started playing with Stefan and he was he used this tuning and we were kind of contemplating, should I, should the bass tune to that tuning as well? Right. And then that would mean that my low string was basically yeah. flung yeah. Like, <laughs> a, like a paper in the breeze. <laughs> so uh, I, I was like, no, I, I argued against it. And I said, well, let me stay in standard tuning. Sure. And he said, well, does that mean I should go to standard tuning? I said, no, stay in your tuning and let's try to find a, a medium. So what I did was I started getting a bass tone that just spe- more specifically matched and fit with his guitar sound. Interesting. So if you were to like take my bass sound, like if another bass player, say, were to plug into my amp right after you played, right, right after Onion Face played, the tone would probably not sound very good for them. Uh, I guess it, not. It, it would not. Course. It would because it's like it would be very just it sits in a very specific place. Sure. Um, not necessarily good for most bass sounds. No, However, it works it, for you. It works amazing with Stefan. Of course. Yeah, that makes with sense his, with his tuning. Right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So like that is a I think is a good example of how tone can be very important and like finding where where you sit. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and as All far right. as live the live sound stuff though, that's where I really get super passionate about. Um, uh, yeah, about music in general. I find myself like at the end of most nights, whether I enjoyed the band or not, yeah. working alive on Elgin, I just walk away going like, man, like music is so powerful. Like, you know, it's such a big thing in my yeah. life. Like it's, it's the number one in mm. my life. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And the more I do this, the more it, it, it grows on me that, that, that is it. Right? I love that. Yeah. Interesting. Have you ever considered teaching, like even offering some kind of course for bands just starting out or in their first or even like i, I assume season bands could benefit from hearing all this have you ever considered something like that yeah it's it's funny actually i have uh there's a great coalition in in ottawa um i think it's omic okay the ottawa music uh, i think uh colin mills i think he's one of the teachers at the mia program that i was talking about i think it's his organization okay. and it's uh yeah just like ottawa music uh workshops everything just mm-hmm. they try to do everything and i i was curious, yeah, about doing something about that. I think I was going to reach out to them and try to work. I'm still working it out, though. Sure, I'm still yeah. Trying yeah. to figure it out. Um, but what would be, yeah. Also, uh, one of my my bandmates in um, in Big Moan, she uh, 
uh, is a big part of the Ottawa Rock Camp for Girls. Okay. Uh, oh, I which see. is a really cool thing if you guys know about that. I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah, it's just like you know, uh, girls between I think it's like thirteen and sixteen is the age group. So right, years, yeah. and they really like get get them together with other girls and start bands. And it's just over. I think it's over a weekend or over a week. And uh, they're just like simple things like that. You know, like sure. teaching you how to write yeah, a song and things like that. And that was what really got me thinking. Oh man, yeah, that would be really neat. And maybe not necessarily for Ottawa Rock Camp for girls, right. which would still be cool to do. Yeah, but yeah. um. Yeah, I thought that that would be a really neat, really neat thing. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. something to consider. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I don't know how. Pro- I don't know if it would be like you know profitable. I'm not necessarily right. that I'm looking for it to be profitable, but uh, if it would be even be like worth it, you know. Yeah, right. I, oh, I guess for, for you, for yeah, you, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. That, yeah. yeah, it's interesting because we always think of Ottawa as this town, like it's the town that there's nothing to do. But we have been doing this for over a hundred episodes now and we keep hearing all these things all these new things we had never heard of to do yeah and right. we've had a couple pe- a couple of different guest sets of guests on we had one who uh they did improv and then they started their own improv classes yeah and they they found a little niche and it just seems like yeah. there's there are people out there there are pe- million a million people plus in yeah. ottawa and like there's probably a niche there where bands like i know we uh were friends we're good friends with the band that could probably like they really like the songwriting process they really like making music They've had troubles with doing, getting live setups working properly. Even if they had a sound guy, he maybe didn't know what he was doing. They, they're the kind of people that I can see really benefiting from just being able to fill out a sound properly. Yeah. Not just they, they often had uh, engineers that would come or sound guys that would just make this wall of sound. Right. And right. I think exactly. that they're better musically than that. They, they deserve better. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. And so, it's, it's especially tricky for them because they have a violin slash ukulele, which brings a different level yeah, of sound right, as well. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah I, 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 those challenges are like my favorite. Yeah, right? yeah, I love yeah. it when someone's like, oh, by the way, we got a glockenspiel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, not five minutes before they go on. You're sure. <laughs> At that point, I'll tell them no. But yeah, exactly. if you show up for sound check and you're and on time, and yeah, yeah. yeah I'll make your glockenspiel, sure. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah, no, but it, it, uh, it would certainly be something of value um, if, if it ever makes sense for you, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's something that I, I would I would look into doing. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, I, I it's funny that you say that like when people are like oh yeah Ottawa's a city nothing to do it's true man the longer I, I I live here and the more I explore the less I find that that's true mm-hmm. and, like and there is so much to do here yeah can can you give some examples of that just in your own experience um, just my own experience like just meeting musicians yeah like go to an open mic because it's mm-hmm. not just all novices necessarily it's right. not just yeah. all if there are people who are like ex- musicians who are looking to reach out who mm-hmm. are looking to meet new people. Um, whether you're, you know, established or not. So you move to another town. Like there's this guy who just moved here, I think probably about a year ago now, or just under a year ago now, who he just came to an open mic at, at Live on Elgin and he went on last after everybody and he just proceeded to blow everybody <laughs> away. <laughs> Like, like everybody was just like jaw on the floor. Right. This guy, Rory, Rory sure. Italian. Amazing. Amazing. He lives in Ottawa now. If you guys ever get a chance, cool. go see him. He's incredible. Right, yeah. um, and then they had him back like two weeks later as the feature of the open. <laughs> Is that right? Right. And he just, again, just blew everybody away. Wow. And we were talking after I was talking, I was like, yeah, man, great job. Like, Please like do more stuff. <laughs> yeah. This is great. Yeah. If you ever need any any help booking a show, if you're ever looking to play with other musicians or anything, I'd love to jam with you. I'd love to introduce you to friends or whatever. Let yeah. me know. And he he seemed so like, oh really? Thanks, man. Like he's he was so like, oh wow. Like wow. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of blew me away, his reaction. 
Yeah, yeah. The fact that nobody else had come up to him and said, like, meet this community. Right. Well, yeah. I, and I think it was just because it was he, I think he was from Oshawa and he just didn't, didn't necessarily have that. Right. There. Yeah. Whereas I've heard a lot of the, the corner, kind of more the GTA music scene is much more of a competition. Yes. I've heard the yeah. same. Yeah. And I think that's what Ottawa has as an advantage over, hmm. even over Montreal. Montreal is a little bit cooler, a little bit chiller. <laughs> I find most of the, most of the bands that people that play in bands, they're a little bit more relaxed and a little bit more, they're not as much of a competition as, as in Toronto where they are. Okay. Yep. They will show up for their set, leave after they play. Right. Not, right watch you won't even talk introduce you the amount of times we played in toronto with bands from toronto and they've never even introduced themselves to us Uh or like i do sound for a band here that's from toronto and they're like they noticeably have a poor attitude towards the other bands Mm -hmm. and it's not like they're treating them like poorly and necessarily yeah i mean they just they just it's not the same as like two ottawa artists who might necessarily not know each other meeting for the first time sure. felt yeah, a lot more yeah, warmth yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's more of a community feeling absolutely there. Yeah, yeah and yeah. and that's that's the big thing for me is just go go to shows i absolutely. recommend to people like stop paying just for big ticket shows like you don't need to pay 80 dollars to go to a concert so there are five dollar eight dollar ten dollar shows that you will go to no matter what style of music you enjoy whether it be country and bluegrass or or like i like heavier music a lot of the time yep. too mm-hmm. whether it be metal or punk or whatever there's there's so many amazing artists, and the only way you'll ever hear about them is if you go to these shows. Yeah. Makes sense. So, where are some of these venues? Uh, well, obviously, big plug for Live on Elgin, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John Evancheck uh, and, and his father Lawrence have been uh, we've been open for about a year and a half now, yeah. and working really, really hard to try to get uh, a varying amount, uh, a varying degree of artists. Um, it's one of those things where it takes a while to get a regular following. Is mm-hmm. true. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Yeah. Um, so we don't necessarily have like a regular people walking by. Uh, oh, let's see what's going on live in August tonight. It's more like this artist is there, so they're going to go see it. Right. Um, but yeah, love that spot. Um, yeah. Really big fan of House of Targ, which is great. Sure. Um, yeah. Yogi's always been really, really nice to to uh, me and my both both my bands. Yeah. Very, very uh, great to work with as far as like a because he's he's very real. He's honest, upfront. Will tell you everything. Yeah. Whereas a lot of other uh, people I've dealt with who run bars are a little bit more. We'll get back to you next week and. You never hear back. Other venues, man. Uh, I haven't been there yet, but I've heard a lot of really good things about Bar Robo. Okay. I, I've yeah. heard the same. I'm the same. Yeah. yeah, I have some yeah. friends who played some show there. Uh, shows there. I'm uh, friends, or, or I don't know if I should. I don't know if they would call me friend, <laughs> but acquaintances <laughs> with uh, the, the the people in the Heavy Medicine Band, who are an incredible Ottawa band as well. Which uh, I think probably are like my steadily like favorite band in Ottawa okay. right okay. now. Yeah, like. There's times where I listen to music and I'm like the this, the fact like I get mad that they're not bigger than they are because uh-huh. like I, they're world class like they're world class music yeah. what like kind of music hand, is it? hands down what's that sorry what kind of music is it um it's kind of like uh psychedelic kind of it it doesn't really have a yeah. a, a genre it really kind of flows in between a lot of stuff mm. but it's just this uh the singer Ketra, she's amazing yeah. the rhythm section uh Chris the drummer he's just like it's the first band he'd ever played in and <laughs> i just i c- couldn't believe that huh. yeah of course yeah. he's insane excuse me sour beer <laughs> yeah. uh, he's, he's insanely good drummer and yeah the rhythm section um just really and the, the guitar player and the bass player are brothers so the dynamic there is obviously very yeah sure. uh just an incredible band uh always keeping it new different this is, i mean that's just one band yeah, well, one band that i'm gushing about yeah, and there's it, dozens eh? i could yeah, you know yeah, um, of course yeah. ottawa is so great yeah absolutely for music yeah well, and good. i i just did a, a live audio session with dean watson who's a uh he runs gallery recording studios yeah yeah like i heard of it yeah yeah, yeah really good guy um absolutely. he called me out or messaged me kind of a 
last minute. Oh, I need somebody to do live sound for something tonight at, at, at gallery. They're filming it and I'm recording it in the basement. <laughs> I need you to just to watch the levels upstairs. Sure. Sure. So, absolutely. So I said, okay. So I went over early and we, he, he took me out for, for dinner and we were just chatting. Uh, he said, yeah, I've been doing this for 11, 12 years now. And, uh, it's been really good. I was like, oh yeah. So you've, you found that you've been having success with your business. He's like, oh, to be honest with you, I don't even really care because the, the artists in Ottawa are so good. He's like, how long have you lived here? I said, six, seven years. So you came at the perfect time. I was like, really? Mm. What, well, how was that? And he said, just the progression of artists in the last, he said, yeah, the last seven years has been mm. it's just through the roof. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, uh, some move on, go to Toronto, do other things, whatever. Yeah, you do hear a lot of that, but but they still represent Ottawa or whatever it is. It. They're still their roots are still here. Um, Ottawa's just full of great music. Mm. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Uh, with that, let's jump to our game. Yeah, uh, I almost forgot that we had a game. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're almost running up on time, but we have time for the game, and it will okay. do our plugs. Well, it is. This is our Halloween episode. Actually, we should have said up top maybe, but we. Uh, yeah, it, Halloween is when is Halloween compared to when it is right now? It's Monday, right? So it'll be Monday. It's in a few days. If you're listening to this <laughs> on the day, so we are gonna play some monster <laughs> trivia. I just thought we'd do some fun monster trivia. Oh yeah, it's okay. Yeah, sure. Sometimes I try to trick these guys with games, but we'll just do like a fun monster trivia game. This today. will definitely That's be a sweet. Trick. All right, so yeah. Team Ottawa versus Team Guest. Calvin is Team Guest. You get to choose if you want to go first or second. Uh, I'll go second. Okay, Team yeah. Ottawa. Your question. Hmm. Which monster is pictured on the flag of Sicily? Is Sicily. It a griffin, a medusa, a minotaur, or a sphinx? This is a surprisingly good, relevant question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just have a fun monster game. Wow. Just about I, talking I, about monsters. I still don't trust him, but uh, <laughs> what, what do you think, Aram? I, I can't even... I hear. think, well, Phoenix was the first one? Griffin, medusa, griffin. Okay, griffin. minotaur, sphinx. Go with griffin? I want to go with griffin. Yeah, let's do that. All right. I'm sorry. The answer is a Medusa, actually. Oh. Flag of Sicily. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that makes sense, though. Greek. I guess. Like yeah. the the whole like the uh, ancient Rome, rather than mm-hmm. the yeah. whole. Uh, right. Yeah. They stole oh, I guess. It. Part, that's not part of the world, right? Am I right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, geography, yeah. not geology. Not geology. Good throwback. <laughs> Team guest. What kind of monster does Michael J. Fox change into in wolf. a 1985 film? Nice going. Wolf. A wolf, yes. Yeah. You don't even give Wait, me the options. That's an easy wolf. one. I'm sorry, you were going to say teen wolf though, right? A teen wolf. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of monster. That still counts. One nothing for uh, team guest. Uh, team Ottawa here uh, and identify this monster. This killer is sometimes referred to as the clown killer and is known for preying on young men who he would kill and then dispose their bodies in a crawl space in his house in Chicago. John Wayne Gacy. Final answer? Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Very eerily. Come <laughs> on, do it immediately. On the tip of the tongue. <laughs> All right. One, one. We have a tie so far. Uh, team guest, your question. What is a minotaur? So is that the is that the half horse, half man? That is a half man, half bull. Very close. That I'll give you close. a half point for that for the half uh, man. All right. All right. <laughs> okay, so we have the half something. One point yeah. five to one. Team Ottawa. Oh. Here is your question. You're searching really hard yeah. right now. What's going on? Uh, these stupid online quizzes they make you like click through all the time. All right. But so the score is one. 
to one and a half. Some good math there. Team guest still in the lead. He's really stalling here. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's googling something yeah no i'm saying i'm i'm clicking next to this okay here we go how many women did ted bundy admit to killing oh, and God. by what method was he executed <laughs> that's such a two-part question he was so bad true. for you guys he was probably electrocuted right how so how many women and by what method uh what year are we talking about here uh like the 80s by the end like when he admitted to it how many times was he executed? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> the question is, how many women did uh, he kill? How many women did he admit to killing? Oh, did he admit Ooh. to oh. killing? Because you, you can't know the other. I guess. The total. I want to say six. And you're, you're saying... And method. You're saying electric chair over lethal I, injection? I get. I don't know. It, Do you have any... I have no year. confidence. I have no confidence in this at all. I want to say six. I, my number is in my head is six. It's wrong, but... Feel free to overrule. Okay, let's go six and and electric chair. Okay, Double the answer wrong. is electric electrocution. Nice. Twenty eight. Oh, I was off. Sorry. Half point. Uh, no. What? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> not even close. You said electric chair. The answer is electrocution. All right. <laughs> All right. And last question for Team Ottawa. Uh, team guest. What is the name of the scary young girl in the movie The Ring? Is it Sonya, Samara? Tamara or Tanya? What was the first one? Sonia. I think I, I think Sonia, so- Samara, Tamara, Tanya. I want to say it was Sonia. The answer, Samara. Samara. Oh. Sorry, I did not know that either. I did not see the ring. Yeah, it was not a very <laughs> good movie. <Yeah. laughs> and finally, Team Ottawa, you could win it. Okay. Oh. This one here. What serial killer's last words were, hey, fellas, how about this for a headline t- for tomorrow's paper? French fries. Ooh. Is this a French guy then? I feel like this is a trick question. <laughs> what What do you think? Um, I I, I have no ideas. Uh, I don't like this clock ticking in the background. That's true. Eh? It's <laughs> yeah. a lot of pressure. It's, uh, I I I've, could cue I've some got, Jeopardy music for you. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I I've, I've got nothing. What's uh, I can't even, like, you're the one that seems to know all the serial killers. Just name one. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I'm thinking, like, a mobster, like Al Capone. I have no idea. We Let's can go, go with Al that. Capone. All right, the answer was James French, who was an American uh, killer. And Al Capone who, died of syphilis, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, true, he did, yeah, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who picked up uh, hitchhikers and brutally murdered them. It's a light know. subject matter. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, team guest, you win our fun monster monster trivia. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Use the word fun. Really yeah, I'm just having a good time. Yeah, so. you know. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of uh, like using very specific words, uh, when you introduced yourself and talked about your uh, your background and everything, you specifically said, you said, I'm from St. Catharines, and you corrected yourself to say, I'm from the city of St. Catharines. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, well, I think I said the town of St. Catharines. <laughs> no, you said something. city. I said city. But then I corrected myself to say oh, city. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because we're 140,000 strong. Okay, good for you. And okay. uh, and it's it's uh, St. Catharines with an A. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. C-A-T-H-A. <laughs> 
A R I N E S because everybody spells it with an E. Yeah, like right. tradition. Yeah. So every time I see like a band on tour or something and it says they're stopping in St. Catharines, I lose my. I just I, sure. I, I gotta yeah, correct yeah. them. Okay, <laughs> gotta correct them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you boo this band immediately. <laughs> okay, good stuff. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, that's that's all I had. Uh, with that, uh, okay, let's. I guess it's time to plug everything you want to plug. You got a couple bands. You got your business again. So social media, anything you want to plug. Yeah, I mean you can just you can find me. If anybody's looking for any custom audio stuff, uh, you, I, I pretty much my main the main way to find me is just through Facebook, either McCormick Analog Facebook page, or you can message me personally because I'm like that, Calvin McCormick. Um, yeah, I play in Big Moan and Onion Face. Um, Big Moan doesn't have anything coming up, but Onion Face is playing at the Avant Garde November 4th. That's a good spot. Uh, yeah, with uh, Johnny Two Fingers and the Deformities. Okay. And okay. Holy Christopher, which uh, Holy Christopher's got a uh, quick shout out to uh, Andrew LaSalle plays in uh, Holy Christopher. That guy is a, a very big part of the auto music scene. He okay. loves a lot of bands who owe him a, a lot big, uh, big, owe him big time. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, okay. uh, yeah. and so just that and yeah live on Elgin. come to live on Elgin, everybody yeah. every time anytime you're bored you think that you're gonna want to come hear some music come to live on Elgin. Uh, are you there often uh yeah it's it's tip, it's me and one other uh one other musician who's the sound uh kyle oh, ivanich cool. who's also a very good musician see i'm telling you we're loaded full <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. full of it absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm there about two or three nights a week typically. okay great. yeah good stuff very yeah cool. awesome thanks so much guys uh yeah thanks for coming on uh rob where can the listeners find us they should head to ottawapodcast.com to find us. We'll also be on Twitter at Ottawa Podcast. Super seductive right now. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. All right. You can go on Facebook to Ottawa and like our page. We, uh, we're we going up in the numbers there. I yeah, keep we, noticing. Yeah, it's all about Facebook right? keeps sending me uh, notifications that our page has three views in the it's middle true. of the night for no reason. I don't like Facebook for that reason. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Search out of what? It's Mark so Zuckerberg weird. himself. <laughs> yeah, <isn't> he? <laughs> He's got three new views. Uh, Keegan, what's uh, what's Ottawa News? Ottawa News is our satire news site where we write uh, fake news articles, and sometimes people recirculate them thinking they're real. <laughs> Which happened and, recently? Oh, is, yeah, is yeah. that the one that Mike writes for? Mike, yeah, yeah, Mike yeah. Olush. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I want to give him like a, a better title than a contributing writer. <laughs> yeah, he deserves it. He does a lot. He, yeah. he does. He does do a lot. Yeah, he makes yeah, people very mad. Yeah, he, t- he told me about the uh, the sinkhole one, the sinkhole yes. part one, and yes. then the sinkhole part, part two. two. Yeah. Part two really got me. I like yeah. that. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if anyone wants to write fake stuff or send us hate mail, you can uh, send us a Facebook message. Yeah, Ottawa podcast.com slash news. Nice. Let's go on. Yeah, I got, you got the it. URL you down. Got That's true. <laughs> Good for you. All right. And uh, with that, let's finish off the episode with uh, Calvin saying, Auto what? Auto what?